Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello there, my very good friends. I'm Andy Murray from What Culture. And I'm Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. And on today's wrestling news, we're going to talk about Cody Rhodes deleting his Twitter account. We will mention the WWE star that Vince McMahon banned from riding a camel. On top of that, we will talk the latest change to the Survivor Series lineup. And finally, we will talk Walter potentially moving to the United States. How can he do that when he's sitting in the office through the house? Shout out to Michael Hamflet. But we're going to begin today uh, with Cody Rhodes. Gone from Twitter. At some point in the last 12 hours, he has wiped his account from the face of the earth, which has, of course, got people talking. What's going on here? What's going on with Cody? Well, he actually mentioned he was going to do this last week. He was on Busted Open Radio and said, uh, basically... And like the amount of sniping and negativity on the platform. So he's moving his social media presence over to Instagram. <clears throat> Pardon me. Done with Twitter for now. We've seen in the past wrestling Twitter retirements are much like wrestlers' retirements themselves and that people often come back. But for now, it just looks like he's had enough of the platform. Um, I completely see where he's coming from with this, to be perfectly honest. I think like... With When your follower count increases, the number of strange people that come your way increases as well, often exponentially, uh, and often at a higher ratio than your follower count goes up. So Cody in his position is someone who probably gets a lot of weird dudes uh, coming his way all the time. So yeah, I mean, I completely understand this. We speak about, I speak about this all the time. You come in my uh, mentions with some weird stuff, I'm gonna block your ass. Cody Rhodes probably gets a thousand of those a day. He can't keep up with that. Fair play to him. Twitter's not good for your mental health, I don't think. And uh, fair play to Cody. I mean, fair play, but what are you thinking out there? This is the guy who's tweeted the very best post in the history of the goddamn platform. <laughs> the burial of disco. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like, come on. What do you want from this? Other than that, what do you want from it? We'll have to dig that one up so we can put it on the screen here. But yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Twitter's a total cesspit. My personal opinion on how to manage it has evolved, like, over this year. Um, Personally, I used to engage in the back and forth arguments. I used to have a nickname for some of the more rancid um, insects (laughs) on that platform. I've given all that up. I've given all that up, like... It's not worth engaging with people who don't want a good faith argument or discussion. I've got much better things to do than lower myself to that level. And ultimately, what's happening here is that a lot of people 
leading genuinely unfulfilled lives or projecting their misery into the swamp in order to feel a little bit better about themselves by putting people who do ordinarily feel a bit better about themselves on their subterranean level. And I just ultimately... You know how people say you shouldn't on social media, Twitter, irrespective of the platform, you shouldn't, in, in fact wouldn't, say something to someone's face that you say on Twitter. You wouldn't say, I want to kick your head in. Like, no, you wouldn't dare say that on the You street. would say, I want you to be fired or I want you to die or like, whatever you else. You wouldn't say yeah. these things in real life. And I've had a bit of an epiphany where I wouldn't bury the people who say these things to me, to you, to Cody Rhodes, to whoever, in real life because they are clearly quite miserable people and it would represent punching down. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how much they are nasty to you or try to drag you down or to make you feel rubbish. If you picture the person behind the avatar, and we know who's more often than not on these avatars, then you're looking at someone who's living a quite miserable, sad life. Think about the factors that are driving said miserable, sad life and just leave well alone. It's I've gotten over dunking. Yeah. I used to find it fun, but yeah. then you think about the person behind it, and it's the, exa the exact same rationale applies. I wouldn't say, ha, you're a nerd loser with an unfulfilled life, because it's actually true when it's punching down, so I just leave well alone. Yeah, it's the best policy for sure. I mean, the thing with Twitter is that, obviously, like, our followings are nothing compared to what Cody's was, but, you know, positive interactions with people do outnumber greatly the negative ones, but the negative ones are always the one that stick there, and it's just... You just gotta mute it, you gotta step away from it and move on, whether that's in the form of blocking, deleting, removing your account entirely. Nothing but respect for Cody in this situation. He's a busy man, he's a pro wrestler, he's an EVP, he's a father, he's a husband. Bigger priorities than having weird people go, actually Roman Reigns is better than you Cody, or Cody you're not good at your job. Fair play, respect it immensely. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our next story over here. We're gonna move to WWE, Riddle. Camel, Crown Jewel. The camels were a talking point online at Crown Jewel. They were standing there beside the stage early in the show. And we're like, oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, and then, of course, on the third match on the card, I think it was uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos, uh, Riddle rode one <laughs> to the ring. Well, Randy Orton almost rode one as well, but Vince McMahon, he said no. So Riddle has revealed this himself in an interview with Alistair McGeorge for Metro. I'll just read his quote here because it's... It's kind of funny. Uh, the camel was a good time, said Riddle. I highly recommend if you haven't ridden a camel, get yourself a camel. They're easily available, of course. Uh, get yourself the opportunity to ride one. Especially if you get the opportunity to ride one in Saudi Arabia. Embrace the culture there and everything else. And the fans loved it. I loved it. You know who wasn't happy about it? Oh, because they didn't get to ride a camel. Randy. Randy wanted to ride a camel and Vince wouldn't let him. He goes, Randy, that's not your character, riding a camel. He's like, what does that mean, man? My character doesn't ride a camel. Uh, I'm like, Randy, I'm sorry, bro. Sometimes you're just not the dude that rides camels. I deeply regret uh, reading every single word of that. That was quite awkward. But uh, Randy Orton uh, got the hump because he couldn't uh, he couldn't ride a beast with a hump. Hey! <laughs> Babu Frick. It's, I get the rationale behind it. The, the whole idea of the RK Bro tag team is that there's a juxtaposition between this cool, composed, almost ruthless guy who is struggling every week to tolerate the bollocks of this imbecile that he has somehow <laughs> stumbled into yeah. a tag team with. So the entrance did work as a juxtaposition. I read the headline before I heard the riddle quote and my immediate suspicion, and this proves how cynical I am and I should probably maybe think a little a smidge better. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, I'm happy enough for a riddle to potentially get thrown off a camel and get injured. <laughs> 
but, but not Randy Orton. Not Randy Orton. We've Aye. got to push Randy Orton. Still, after like two decades, we must continue to push Randy Orton. Yeah. So I apologise for my preemptive cynicism there. There you go. There you go. And let us know in the comments section below what kind of animal you would ride to the wrestling ring, whether it be a camel, whether it be a whale. Whether it be a newt, I don't know. Let us know. Uh, you want to buy some books? Yes, you do. You want to go to whatculture.bigcartel.com right now. The link is in the description. It's right there. We have a trio of lovely reads right there for you. First one, brand new book from this guy right here, Michael Sidgwick, Becoming All Elite, uh, the AEW story. That's I've watched this guy slave over this project for a full year in the office, sitting over there just blanking himself out to the bollocks patter that gets thrown around this building solely driven on making this the best book it can possibly be. You can pick that up, it's brand new right now. We've also got a reprint of Sidgwick's previous book, Development Hell, the NXT story. That's from a few years ago. You can get that as part of a bundle with the AEW book as well. And on top of that, we have updated our previous book, 505 Wrestling Matches to See Before You Die. It's now 606 because we forgot a lot of really cool old stuff last time. And also, there's been some pretty good wrestling over the past three or four years. So yeah, whatculture.bigcartel.com. Get yourself a book, get your mother a book. Have a great time. Open a library if you want. Buy them all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you that. go. The AEW book I'm tremendously proud of, so please make sure to buy it. You will not regret it. Absolutely. Let's move on to our next story here. Uh, WWE made another... Uh, not a lot of stuff from Raw last night that was particularly newsworthy, so we've just got this story here. They've changed the men's Raw team once again. Uh, Rey Mysterio is out. He got battered by Bobby Lashley in the main event of Raw. Austin Theory came down, beat up Dominic... He's in, Ray's out. This follows last week when Dominic was, he just got his ass kicked by Bobby Lashley last week and he was pulled out. Uh, who took his place again? How have I forgotten this? Bobby took his place. Yes. Yeah, there you go, boom. So another change to the Raw team. Uh, Survivor Series build. It's been, been kind of cold, been kind of thin on the ground, but there you go, that's the change. What, what, how do you really analyse this? It's, it's just it's difficult to summon a thought. The idea, obviously, is that they are building Adam Pearce and my balls are shrinking. <laughs> as I say this, as a heel authority figure, Jesus, tap dancing, Christ, how are we still doing this? Pierce Biggie isn't quite the same as Austin McMahon. We've had diminished returns with this troupe forever. The diminished returns of this trope were exactly the kind of WWE creative device that soured like millions of people on this product and hastened the arrival of a competitor. And they're still doing it. Yeah, there you go. Another authority figure storyline. You know, they've been a little bit better with this kind of stuff over the past couple of years. They've kind of diminished the importance of these figures to the point where they're just kind of background but over the past couple of months it's really come back to the forefront and now Adam Pearce is feuding with Biggie and doing things like the selfie guy the selfie guy is my guy Austin now. Theory being the dude love to Biggie's Steve Austin and Pearce's McMahon Christ 2021 wrestling everybody uh, 2021 sports entertainment everybody there we go there we go up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, Walter, final story of the day. Walter, Apparently, per Mike Johnson, PW Insider is becoming more open to the idea of moving to the United States. Now, this is something that Walter has been against in the past. It was long held up as a reason why he wouldn't sign with WWE. He's not moving to America. He's happy in Europe, WXW, family, everything else. Uh, In fact, in September 2019, he straight up told Alex McCarthy for TalkSport, I wouldn't move uh, to America. The lifestyle isn't for me. I couldn't imagine that. But now... Johnson writes here in a, a new Q&A he's done for PW Insider, his website, of course, uh, saying that the attitude within WWE is that maybe Walter moving to the US is a lot likelier. There have been some changes in his personal life that have led to him softening their stance. So Walter hasn't really wrestled much over the past couple of years. He's, I think, seven televised matches since since the pandemic kicked in, which, fair play, has preserved his aura. It's been pretty cool, in a way. Um, split his time largely between NXT UK and NXT uh, he's of course appeared on the main roster before the Survivor Series, that the one he was eliminated in two minutes or something like that. that wasn't great. But do you see Walter ever moving to the US for a main roster run? And uh, if he does, what do you reckon his prospects are? It was initially revealed that he didn't want to move to the uh, United States for family reasons. Um, I don't think they appear to be a factor anymore, given the yep. news um, of his development in his personal life yeah. is the most diplomatic way of stating it so yeah I can see him being open to it um, why would you want to stay in NXT UK there you go there you go the question is not will they bungle him but what is the extent to which they'll bungle him Volta is a guy who is absolutely incredible at inflicting punishment in mostly the safest of spaces yeah. he's incredible I can't imagine his just wince-inducing, chop-heavy offense translating to the main roster, um, aligning to Vince McMahon's tastes. You'll get called Walt. (laughs) Big Walt. Wacky Walt. Maybe he'll get like a Brodus Clay gimmick or something. Who the hell knows? Walt is how his name will be shortened. I just can't imagine... Look at the for- This is not just me being default cynical because that's what I am. Like, think of the format of WWE main roster television, how it collides spectacularly with how Volta got over on the indie scene. 
Volta in a promo train. Yeah. Volta he getting rolled them. up. It's not a good mix. Getting DQ'd for kicking too much ass. It's like no, he kicks so much ass that he wins championships and holds them for a record. He turns chests into hamburger meat. Oh boy. Yeah, doesn't go seem to like a good fit. Japan. Nah, just yeah. imagine Walter in New Japan. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? it? Uh, it Post clap crowd coming out there, slapping people up. Him and Big Tom. Oh, oh. Christ Almighty, it'd be absolutely incredible. Walter versus Tanahashi. Just imagine the... Tanahashi selling that particular strain of offense. Oh, oh my god. Walter goodness. versus Tamatonga. Anyway, moving on to the Walter Twitter questions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, first one today comes from Tyler Mortimer, who asks, simple one, you've probably seen the statement, you've probably seen Hangman Page releasing his press release talking about Wardlow's big meat tits or whatever he muscle said. Muscle tits. Big muscle tits, there we go. Uh, Tyler Mortimer asks, how will you guys be celebrating National Cowboyst Day? What have you got up your sleeve, Michael Cedric? I heard you pumping the theme song out your headphones earlier on. What's going on? I will celebrate it by watching AEW Dynamite. And uh, I can't drink on the job, so I'll yeah, just uh, not drink on the job. Yeah, I'll be I'll be celebrating it by getting up at four a.m. to watch the show from my job. Unfortunately, but uh, I don't know maybe I'll ride a horse and uh, rob a saloon and play Red Dead Redemption Two. I won't do that because that game sucks. But you know, I'm literally an anxious guy, so I'll probably celebrate it by being having anxiety. By being an anxious millennial writer boy. Okay. That's genuinely what I am. Yeah, there you go. Accurate descriptions. That's what we do. Let us know what you'll be celebrating, uh, what you'll be doing to celebrate Cowboy Day below. Uh, next question today comes from CM Game Crazy Scorpio, who asks Good morning. With WWE still using brand supremacy as the basis for Survivor Series, wouldn't it be logical for the draft to be held after that show as an influence on the draft? And um, what other ways could they make it more, more interesting, like the sole survivor gets a title shot? Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of fallacy of brand supremacy is that you've got wrestlers who have been on a brand for two minutes uh, being expected to like stand up for the t-shirt that they wear. I love this show. I've been here for two weeks. It's great. It's in my blood. It's like Robbie Keane when he signs for a new club. Uh, what do you reckon? Is there any way they could make this show more interesting? Uh, two thoughts before I actually give the answer. One, fantasy booking or solving WWE's problems is just pointless at this late stage in the game. I forgot what the other point was. Uh, yeah, no, there's, the other point is Survivor Series might legitimately be the stupidest thing this company does and think of the ground that covers. <laughs> there's no sense of brand loyalty. There are no stakes. There's no point. And a recent, even more silly means of driving this event, everyone has a fight beforehand. Competitive rivalry, just get in the bin. It's the worst thing they do. You've asked the question, so I'm going to be nice about it. They should... Sprinkle little suggestions across the rest of the calendar month that they actually care about it. Not just in isolation because it's a pay-per-view. I don't know how they do this, yeah. but like Roman Reigns has done a good job of it, you know, because mm -hmm. Roman Reigns is one of the few great things about that company. He buries Raw all the time. Yeah. So more <laughs> of that, please. Like more of that. Um, stakes for the winner. Make it seem like it's important. And yes, hold the draft at a different time of year. But like, it's just, it's it's a busted flush. It's a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. But that's some good practical advice on how to improve the Survivor Series format for sure. Our final question today comes from the Rock and Roll Vaxpress. 
good good Twitter name, uh, who asks, do you agree with AEW doubling down on the four-hour pay-per-view format? I don't mind the length as there's only four of them a year, and since I'm dropping $50 per show, I'll take as much action as they'll give me. So my answer on like the length of things is always the same. I don't think there's such thing as a binary number that's too long or too short. Uh, you can have a five-hour pay-per-view like some of the recent Wrestle Kingdoms pre-pandemic uh, that absolutely fly by and leave you wanting more. But you can also have a two-hour episode of a weekly TV show that feels drawn out and stretched and full of filler and everything else. It's about how you occupy that time. I will say that I thought Phil, full, full, full gear Phil Chambers. Uh, I thought Full Gear did feel a little long in the tooth. Even though it was probably, it must have been a few minutes shorter than All Out. A lot of the matches did feel like they went maybe like two to five minutes, a little bit too long. Did we need this peak? Did we need this additional spot? Did we need this? Did we need that? I think it should be situational. I think you shouldn't just have four hours that you need to fill and you decide you need to fill. Serve the story, serve the purpose of the matches rather than the length of the content. But the era we're living in, it's all about the content. It is. I completely understand AEW's position for four hours. It's a premium event. They are asking a not inconsiderable amount of money from the paying punters. Four hours seems like a fair price, but I completely have to echo my great colleague's thoughts. Oh, I've watched pre-network stadium WrestleMania shows and never once felt like they dragged. Yeah. The, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom example is the best one because if you look at the way a New Japan wrestling card is sequenced, no match, this is, there might be ab aberrations, but no match that goes third is longer than the match that goes fifth. So the duration just of each match increases gradually, so you're never left with this overwhelming experience that's so great that it tires you out. And the first four uh, matches at full gear, and I suspect this was the issue, all went either over just approached 20 minutes so 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes they are essentially main event level matches in succession at the very start of the um card my really rubbish analogy was it's like eating a porterhouse steak for breakfast it's <laughs> incredibly beautiful yeah like really well prepared all the rest of it but by the time you finish that last bite you're just a little bit full. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go back to a bird's eye hamburger after that, do you? You never want to go back to a bird's eye hamburger because they're frozen. Not very good. Anyway, take that, Captain Bird's Eye. Didn't expect that level of slander on today's video. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite frozen burger product? I don't have one. I make them myself. Fair play, a cultured man. Anyway, thank you for joining us on today's wrestling news video. I won't shoot on Captain Bird's Eye tomorrow, I promise. You can follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE where you can shout at us and stuff and we'll just ignore you, it's fine. Uh, but if you're nice, you know, we'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a little Twitter question, it's good. Uh, you can follow Michael on Twitter at... A frozen corn sausage is actually good. Interesting, never tried them. At M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H today stands for... Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.